and welcome to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. We are coming at you live and all in the same room for the first time ever, so we'll see how this goes. I'm joined as always with Chris. How are you, man? Mate, I'm fantastic. It is a privilege and an honour to be sitting in between the two great men of the pod. I never thought it would happen, but here we are. Yeah. Pod, how are you, mate? Well, you say sitting, Keeney, but the, the table's moving. We're very close <laughs> to each other. And, uh, yeah, the first live broadcast between the three of us. But, boys, we're back in a big way. A new local restaurant has jumped on board as the first major sponsor for the pod. Four Seasons Luxor Restaurant. Now, Keeney may have... Pop the Luxor cherry tonight. Yeah. <laughs> little verge to all of our Malaysian listeners out there. He's got a sore little ring, let me tell you. Oh, he will so tomorrow. I don't, know, don't know how long he'll last for this episode. It certainly was spicy. Yeah, yeah the but, mild as well. Yeah, it was enjoyable. <laughs> did enjoy it. Not even the medium. That's it. Uh, it's it a is great, a, it's a great start. It's a new season launch. 2021 is uh, well and truly here for the EDL season. So with that, as Pods announced there we've taken on board many new sponsorships to come, many new endorsement deals. So they will be announced throughout the season. Uh, but first, we're going to start off with some league news brought to you by AstraZeneca. And I don't like it. Well, league news, there's plenty of trades, even at this time of the year, plenty of trades still going down, what feels like uh, every day, so... We'll just kick it off with some that have taken place over the last week or so that we haven't yet announced. So Camo and Scoop got things started with uh, Camo getting a 2022 second and a 2023 fourth. And Scoop got Zach Ertz, who's been passed around a fair bit at the moment, old Zachy Ertz, and a 2023 third. Wrap that one up. Well, speaking of passed around, there's a theme here, and Camo's in every bloody <laughs> trade there is. So the next one, Camo and Keeney. Keeney gets... Smokin' Joe Mixon, who Camo brought in and then has shipped out, as he likes to do, um, in return for Chase Edmonds, a 2022 first, third, and then a 2023 second and third. So a bit of a little blockbuster there. Um, we might get your thoughts in a second there, Keeney. And Camo again with Manny. Uh, he gets a 2023 first, Fourth and a 2024 second. How many years away is that? Man. Three. Manny get it, gets in return a 2022 first and a 2023 fourth. Just a quick one there on uh, the trade with Camo Keeney. Quick uh, thought. Uh, quick thought is uh, gave up a fair bit for for Joe, but I figured since he's left the DFF, um, he's <laughs> been rid of that stench. Um, so Driving. I'm, I'm ex- expecting a injury-free season from Joe and hopefully he can uh, get me a bit closer to competing. Lovely. Well, whilst all those trades were excellent, I think the, the biggest trade that went down this time last week was the first ever EDL four-way trade. <laughs> it was an absolute blockbuster on paper, but when you actually dumb it down, it wasn't. there wasn't a heap in it. But... Um, just to quickly run you through it, I got Scoots 2022 third and gave away, or I gave up Scoots 2020 
two third and, ga- and got Pappas oh, three two it's, third. It's pretty this complicated. Is... Oh, I know it's complicated. Do I need to go through the specifics? I just feel like <laughs> I gave up a third and got a third. Ben gave up a third and got a third. Yep. Hod gave up a second and got a second. And Camo gave up a second and two thirds and got a second and two thirds. Basically, we just needed to <laughs> scratch that itch that Camo had just before his little self-imposed ban on trading. I like to think that we've created some narratives and some yeah, that's uh, correct. some rivalries for the next few years to come. So Keeney clearly giving up Scoot for Pappas' <laughs> pick there. He's rating Scoot's team better than Pappas right there. And I think we could read these narratives well and truly throughout. Well, that's interesting because I don't. Because I'm after Scoot's 20-whatever-year-it-is <laughs> second. I'm, I'm putting him up against Manny. I think Manny's a whole lot better than Scoot, and I can say that because he's not listening. <laughs> That's a really good point. And Camo, well, he just, the second that he saw a trade, he, he didn't have to think an awful lot about it. So, uh, yeah, no, I'll, we'll, we'll see how he's going. We might tune in with him a little bit later and see how he's going. If he's, uh, I mean, he's started, he's almost a week into his dry July trade ban there. So, but uh, we'll keep things moving. And, and next up is our new sponsor, the. EDL Annual League South Melbourne Kittens poll <laughs> that, uh, that had a very good response, we must say. So uh, we'll, we're just going to break down what some of the responses from our poll showed. No, it, it, very, it very much did, and we thank everyone for completing those. And just to, just to touch on Kamo, I have actually been in contact with him, and I can tell you it's, it's only been seven days, but my God, he's struggling already. He's really... <laughs> Really just wanting someone to reach out to him. But um, look, we'll, we'll go through a few of these polls. We'll, we'll touch on the, the player the player comparison polls that we put in there just to start with. So the first one was um, who would you rather, either Ridley, Juju and Jordan Howard or DeAndre Swift, Deontay Johnson, Mikol Hardman and Jalen Waddell. Now, this was a clear um, voting to the to the Swift, Johnson, Hardman and Waddell side. Um and if you hadn't worked out why we put this one in, this was actually the first ever EDL League trade. And this was obviously before the startup draft, and it was between Jake and the DDF. Uh, <laughs> the DDF! <laughs> he likes the extra D. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, dearie me. It was between Jake and the DFF. So I just think... We've got to keep it going. Oh, do we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost the plot. Oh, I lost the plot, but I think it's interesting to... Straighten up, Bob. I think it's interesting to look back in hindsight because at the time, I reckon a lot of people thought that Jake absolutely got the better end of Steph in that one. Mm. Um, and now I think, I, think the, I think the poll was 11 to 1 on Steph's side. So I think it's interesting. Once you plug those players in, um, it's, it becomes a different story. I think that's a common theme with a few of these hindsight um, looks at these trades that what the initial reaction was is not what everyone would probably vote now. And I must provide some context to the uh, sponsor is we had to put in the South Melbourne kittens into this poll because that's the only poll that 
the big DDF likes to touch. So we uh, will carry on to the second one. Uh, Terry McLaurin and Rondale Moore versus Cam Akers and Devin Duvernay. Now, this was indeed the trade between Steph and Camo straight after the startup draft, where uh, Camo was keen to move for some wide receivers. And Steph's love for Cam Akers is well documented. So time will definitely tell with this one, but it was a pretty even trade um, looking at the calculators now. And the results were um, pretty heavily in the McLaurin Rondell Moore. I think that's more because of Devin Duvernay, who hasn't really done a a heap, Mm. so you're getting too established. What we think, we don't know much about Rondell Moore at the moment either, but um, I think we're getting a couple of more established wide receivers versus that. Um, Bell Cow running back if Akers ends up being that well, um, his, in Los Angeles. His value has definitely shot up since that trade. It's well and truly through the roof right now. So, hmm. yeah, interesting trade. And uh, as you said, we'll wait and see what happens with Duvernay to assess that again. Uh, we'll move on to the next one that we were looking at, and that was Kyler Murray versus Nick Chubb, Michael Carter, and a 2022 second. So this was actually the trade that happened during the start of the second round in the startup draft uh, between Tim and myself. I was sitting at the 201. Tim came knocking to move up. I think he was the 204. He wanted to move up to the 201. At the time, I was keen on picking up someone like Nick Chubb and thought he probably might be sitting there in a few picks. So it was to move up three spots, he gave up two future seconds. So that's basically how that one worked out so one of those seconds I've already used on Michael Carter we'll wait and see what the other second turns out to be so um, yeah as that stands right now it's pretty even on the dynasty trade calculator or chart Um, so yeah when we look back maybe we'll wait and see what that 2022 second turns into and that might give us a bit more context but it's worked out pretty well for both sides even in the uh, short term right now because Kyler Murray has well and truly uh, lived up to what Tim traded up to get. Mm. And the last one that we put in, and again, a pretty common theme here, just with a few of these startup trades um, that we can now look back on once the once the pieces are actually in there. So it was Amari Cooper versus Aaron Rodgers, Travis Etienne, and Chubba Hubbard. Um, now this was Brody, yourself, and and Jim traded here before the startup. I, I actually remember myself personally thinking that you got an absolute steal because of. The value of that startup additional uh, third round startup pick was so high, um, but if you actually look at the cost um, that you gave up to um, attain Amari Cooper, um, you know a future first and future third being Etn and, and Hubbard, um, you know it's you probably look back on that and go, well, I think Jim got the the better end of the deal. Look back on it, it cost me a bloody fortune. That's what it did. Yeah, yeah so. I think the it's easy to look at these on the surface though, because you're also not factoring in an entire season's worth of a player's uh, scores for these future picks. So Travis Etienne hasn't scored a single point, whereas Amari Cooper had a whole season. Now yeah. it wasn't probably the season that many thought he would have had last year, but there's also those things to play out. So they're interesting think pieces. Um, and you, we must add that I then on traded that pick two spots for, mm. for Chris Godwin. Godwin. So, yeah. yeah, Amari Cooper obviously wasn't on my squad. But, yeah, very costly. Um, but wouldn't regret it. Yeah. Uh, but gave my ch- team a chance. I was going to say, the other, the other thing is just, just how much um, the appeal of having something in the now mm. versus having something to hold on to in the future. Like, 
often when you do do a trade, it kind of ends up that way anyway, where you're giving away more pieces later to get better instantly yeah. or now. And so when you do do these kind of exercises in totality, as you said, Ben, you don't, you're not counting into the fact that you're actually getting that player um, in that given year before you actually give away all the extra stuff. So yeah, it's, a, it's still an interesting exercise to go through, I think. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the division winners that uh, everyone voted on. So, some interesting results when we were sifting through all of this. So, the Bo Callahan division, uh, I Ooh. actually got a unanimous number oh, one oh. there. So, hey, look at that. So, <laughs> it was decided when people were voting first that the Park City Lions was... Unanimous in conclusion. Yeah. yeah very good. Um, Manny and Scoot. They split there, the second and third, I think. And then Jake actually getting nine out of the 12 Ooh. votes for fourth. So an interesting view from the league. I mean, this all stands for absolutely nothing. If yeah. this is what the titles were built on, I'd be pretty happy. But uh, we know it means sweet FA. Uh, the Sunny Weaver Junior Division is next up. And there was a clear first here of uh, Camo and the San Diego Demons getting nine out of the 12 votes here. A clear second was our very own Humdingers. Um, and a line ball with third and fourth between Steph and Jim for the Sunny Weaver Junior Division there. So interesting how that's going to pan out. How do you feel, Hod, about being the clear-cut second there? No, agree, I disagree? Uh, 100% agree. That's how I voted, so I've got to agree with it. <laughs> very good. Now, there's a, obviously a big rivalry developing in your division. Mm. Was, that, was that flamed even... Further after you saw the results? What do you mean, see the results? Well, I assume the results. There was one vote for you to come last there in the, was. Vi- the any, division. Any guesses who that might have been, gentlemen? Well, I kind I of alluded to the rivalry. Why don't we was... ask him when he gets on it's the like, episode yeah. later? We'll get him onto the episode and ask him exactly why. And we'll finish up with the Vontae Mack division. A clear first for uh, Tim and the straight cash homies with eight out of the 12 votes going to him. A split here between Keeney and Matt for the second and third spot. Ooh. And then Papa just oh, no. finishing fourth, oh, according no. to the league, oh, no. in that division. So you're telling me that Jake played off in the granny? Yes. Papa played off in the granny? That's correct, yeah. Both received the ultimate respect from the league and got fourth <laughs> votes. That. Yeah, that this appears to be the case, Hod. So there's a narrative, Ben. It's word of the day. <laughs> Do, are we seeing a premiership hangover here? Because all 12 league members either voted for Papa or Jake to finish last in their division this year, including some that voted both to finish mm. last. Now, obviously, this is a duo that you would not want to be, but I suppose... It's completely fine if you have a ring to show for it. So, <laughs> this there's one who doesn't give a shit about what we're talking exactly. about, and there's one that is just there's one stabbed, staring at his custom helmet and his custom ring, listening to this, not giving two fucks does, about what everyone thinks, and another one is just seething. Does it speak more about the people's level of respect to the five and six seed from last year, and maybe they're thinking, well, you know what? Those two teams are pretty lucky to get there in the first place, so I'm not copping it that they're going to back up and be relevant again in 2021. Mm. Oh, well, at least Papa's got plenty of picks next year to worry about. (laughs) So um, the fun fact as well is Jim, Steph... I've got a question for you here, boys. Jim, Steph, Jake and Papa 
Now, that is a foursome if I've ever heard one. Oh Think of the character of these men. They only received one first place vote, each of them. Can either of you guess who those votes were from? Thinking well, of highly... Jim or Steph. Yeah, it, you'd think it would be themselves. Ben? Oh, have to be. With Steph in there, it screams of something that the DFF would do, and that's rate himself the ultra-highest in his division. Surely. Bloody oath it was. <laughs> All four of them oh, were the only, only bloody first-place votes, and they gave it to themselves. Absolute poor form. That's uh, we were we did say we weren't going to reveal individual results. <laughs> we've got ahead. Well, we had just... a sneak peek, <laughs> but everything else we've kept uh, under wraps there. But we'll move on to our next segment, which is the Powerball Power Rankings. Who got their ticket? <laughs> the Powerball. Oh, the Powerball. <laughs> We'll, we'll wait and see who the Powerball is in this one, uh, but we'll start with the number 12, as as sometimes they do in Powerball, and that is, we've sort of alluded, this person thinks that they're going to finish top of their division, but the rest of the league thinks that right now, the Power Rankings has them finishing at 12, and that's the DFF starting off there, followed closely by another person who voted himself first, guys, uh, which was Jim, and then the number 10, oh, also voted themselves <laughs> number one, Jake. And then the number nine also voted themselves in Papa. So isn't that an interesting bottom four power ranking there that they all got a number one vote in their division, but all uh, based off the rest of the league just had them down the bottom there. Now, in respect to Papa and Jake in particular, Hod, Mm. they will be wondering why the two grand finalists in our power ranking are rated ninth and tenth respectively. Do you want to... uh, I think shed any light. I think yeah, I will. I think the criteria is you don't vote one for yourself, and in that <laughs> instance, you unanimously get put into the third third room. <laughs> <laughs> Almost lost it. Oh, well, let's move on to the uh, the middle third round, and uh, the eighth ranked team, according to us at this stage in the preseason, is. Your good self, Hod, the real humdingers. Number seven, Scooter. That's an interesting ranking, I think. He would he would put himself a little bit higher than that, even though he doesn't listen, so it doesn't really matter. Um, now, coming to the kind of top end of the league Ooh. at this point here, we've got number six, the mover and shaker, Manny. Number five, gee whiz. I don't know who did these power rankings, but uh, the grouse. In he comes at number five. Not sure why, but uh, someone's uh, up to a bit of mischief here. No, these are, these are based on the the results from the poll and a bit of the things that have gone around the league. So this is very much shaped by what the others have said in the league. But I know you got excited when you saw that number five I and did. you uh, had this to say. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean... There wasn't many power rankings last year that the grouse were in the no. top end. So <laughs> no, exactly. I he's a two. bit excited. I won just two games last year. The microphones just hit the roof. <laughs> I won two games. Now I'm bloody fifth in the league. I don't know why. Uh, oh, that that would be me. <laughs> that All is right. you. I'll uh, I'll reveal the the top four, the the Ooh. big four. So coming in fourth place, 
And I will reveal another little tidbit on the um, boating, but a very humble third place he gave him in his own division. Mm. But uh, mm. the very own Matt McMahon is in fourth spot. And then the we, top... We yeah. do know Matt pretty well. He does like to do the old reverse moz. Yeah, the reverse moz. moz, yes, of course. Oh, I reckon well, that's about where he'll be. <laughs> yeah, Just right. fine. What about the top three, the podium? And boy, wowee, this bloke will love hearing this. He's put a lot of effort in in the off-season to get here, but <laughs> we've got Camo. Uh, pretty pretty confident votes for that division. Um, what do you have? Eight, nine? Nine? Yeah, yeah nine. Yep. So um, we've slotted him in third, and then it's the big, you know, the big two here. Ooh. But who will it be, number one? Call us biased, but Timos comes in number two, which means our very own Benny Parker Ooh. to the top of the power rankings. What have you got to say, or what has your iPad got to say, more importantly? Unanimous conclusion. Ah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, when you do get 12 out of 12 votes to, to win the division at this point of the year, I suppose that really does go a long way as to getting uh, that number one seed. Um, so I think we can put to bed that... Uh, the Vontae Mac division is not the strongest. Second, Ooh. fourth, and fifth seed, respectively. Please. Mm. We'll see how Powerball goes. <laughs> oh, Powerball. <laughs> well, uh, we'll move on from our power rankings, and, uh, and now we're going to bring to you the week one schedule announcement, mm. which is uh, has been brought to you by none other than Papa Springs, um, who... Been a while since we've heard from Papa Springs. They've been shut down for a fair chunk of last season due to COVID, actually. Uh, so well, it's it's good to hear they're back up and running. And uh, now that the AstraZeneca and Pfizer jabs have been up and about, how much longer can I leave this running water to go forward before you need to take a piss? No. <laughs> You've had a few beers. And uh, well, let's hear let's hear the the schedule announcement. Well, this is big. This is uh, this is week one of the EDL of twenty twenty one. The schedule coming at you. The rest of the season, I'll load up over the weekend. But week one announced on the podcast. And whilst there hasn't been a ton of respect to our two grand finalists, we will put some respect on their respective teams this week by kicking the season off with the grand final rematch. Jake Ooh. versus Papa will be kicking off. Well, they're all simultaneous, I suppose, but <laughs> they'll be kicking off the, the league this year. Um, another matchup we've got is the Prestige Worldwide against the DFF. So they'll both probably just jerk each other off all week <laughs> and, and say, "How now? Nah, you'll win! Nah, you'll yeah, win! Nah, no, you'll win!" Yeah. We've got a couple of we've got a podcast matchup here. We've got Hod and Keeney going at it against each other. That should be a nice, tasty one in week one. We've got Jim and Scoot. So what do we think of that one, please, boys? Jim v. Scoot, anything? No, nothing. No. Well, 50% doesn't listen, so why, why shouldn't we talk about it? And then we've, of course, got uh, Steve versus Camo, which I think will be a really nice matchup, actually. Juicy. I'm, I'm looking forward yep. to that. And then... Come on, Manny. Arguably, well, I suppose Jake and Papa should be match of the round, but let's get serious. The real match of the uh, week one will be 
the number one and two seed respectively. Put them up together. Ooh. Tim v Ben. One of them will be 0-1 and the season will be shaky. Oh, shaky. It'll be over. It might be over. <laughs> might be trading Mahomes after week one, but uh, there you go. I'll just quickly run through it again. Quickly go for ahead. the listeners. Go We've got ahead. Jake v Papa. We've got Matt v Steph. We've got Hod v Keeney. We've got Jim versus Scoot, Steve versus Camo, and Tim versus Ben in week one. Before we get your thoughts on the real heavyweight matchup, spare me, Keeney. Jake versus Papa, how's that a blockbuster? It's 10 versus 9 in the power rankings. Well, I'm just saying, it's a, it's a grand final rematch. You've got to put some respect <laughs> on year one in the league, and um, if, if, if anything, they'll be very excited about it. It's the twilight Wednesday night. At the retirement home, isn't yeah. it, that one? It's a Thursday yeah. night footy sort of Bingo. <laughs> so give us your thoughts, Ben. Um, up against your, your rival for this year. Well, I'll, I'd have to play him at some point. I like kicking the season off playing against Timos. I'm hoping it will be nice and close and not uh, blow out one way. And if it does blow out one way, I'd hope it'd be my side. <laughs> But, uh, no, I think it will be good. I'm, I'm keen to see. It's almost a uh, litmus test for the well, season. quickly talk us through your off-season. Your players up and about, you're in good form. Like, talk well, us there's a lot, of new, not a lot of new faces in the building. They've, all, uh, they've had a nice off-season together because I brought them in sort of early in the off-season. So they've gone off and they've done their pre-season camp. Um, Have you gelled? Um, plenty of jelly. Uh, <laughs> going on there. I bet there is. <laughs> what a segue. Great segue. Speaking of jelly, <laughs> should we move on? Let's yeah, 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 why not? Uh, so we've yeah. now got the uh, <laughs> the trade of the week, oh, which is the KY jelly lubed up trade of the week. Ooh, juicy! <laughs> Where we've gone through and we've scoured. Uh, yeah, who got lubed up this week, Kenny? Well, yeah, I don't know if it is. Is it a positive thing that the, the lubed up trade of the week? Well, I don't know. It could be for the person who wins it to decide. <laughs> It's a good point. Someone was given, someone was receiving, I suppose. It's a really good point. But um, look, we're going to give it to Jim in the first week, who gave up his 2024 first. Now, it is a while away, I suppose. It's a a good two or three years away. So he's banking in a little bit of capital for next year. He, In return, he got a 2022 second and a third. Now, that's probably not... the, the, the The trade in isolation is not why he got the lubed up trade of the week. It's because 24 hours later, a very similar trade went down, and instead of giving up a second and a third, Jake gave up a first and got back a first and a second. So ultimately, 24 hours goes by, and uh, Jake's able to flip that third rounder into a first rounder. So nice shopping by Jake, and maybe if Jim held on a little longer, he could have got a little bit more out of that deal. Well, my takeaway is there's plenty of lube in Hall's Gap. Yeah. I think that, that's where Jim ventured yeah. off to is, this week, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. plenty of jelly yeah. in the gap. Plenty of jelly in the gap. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, oh our boy. next segment, which is the Cadbury <laughs> Player of the Week. Uh, so we've scoured the league to decide who will be our Cadbury Boost Player of the Week and uh, see who fits the profile best with their willingness, we thought, for the first ever, their first ever four-way trade uh it's got to go you know we've got him on the line here and we've got to congratulate Camo winning the first ever Cadbury boost player of the week what do you think mate really nice 
Good to uh, talk to you, Camo. Now, what are your thoughts on the four-way? I want every piece I can get. Really? Is it, uh, is it true that you had to take some trades off the table to facilitate this four-way? Once again, guilty as charged on that. He's a man of many words. Now, Camo, some have described your first four-way as being between three guys, a girl, and a podcast. Not a bad little haul, that was. Yeah, that's a really good point in hindsight. Thanks for bringing that up. So, Camo, what was the motivation around the trade, mate? You know, was it to to get in before your self-imposed trade ban, or did you actually see great value there? I'm not here to count spiders. Fair yeah, enough. yeah, it's fair. Uh, it's, it's definitely fair. Now, there's been a fair bit of talk about uh, Papa's squad. What do you think uh, his chances of going all the way this season? No, I wouldn't have thought so. Long way to go. Gee, it's a bit, bit oh, rough. Bit oh. rough. But so, how long then do you reckon? It takes for him to realise that he's no chance of winning it. A day and a half. <laughs> Jesus, all right. Well, look, mate, you've been a good sport, and congrats on the award, and uh, thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks, guys. Yeah. What, a, what a delight. Wow. What a what delight a, he was. He was a man of few I, words. I thought I was Camo's biggest rival, but from the sounds of that, he's not really about <laughs> Papa, is he? No, right he's, he's very ageist. <laughs> Oh, well, there we have it. That's, um, this is going to conclude our first pod in person. Who would have thought that, um, being in the same room actually proved harder to record than being in different places? But if it sounds a little bit different, that's because we've had to make some adjustments. We'll try and figure it out as the weeks roll on. But, uh, I think overall, not a bad first go at it, boys. Yeah, definitely. Definitely enjoyed uh, doing it in the same room and uh, looking forward to another little Luxa pod. Ooh, this might be uh, the residence every week. I think we've produced a pretty amazing season launch here. And quite frankly, I'm not going anywhere. So Hodcast is not over and out. I am here to stay. Enjoy. <laughs> so what you wrote down? You wrote that. I did write that. Oh. <laughs> You're stressing about what to say on the outro.